This week, we have a question that a listener of the show wrote in to ask. I felt like it was a great and very practical question as many folks I've worked with find themselves in this boat. How does the crazy hours I worked with shift work affect my weight? Sometimes I eat at midnight, sometimes it's 4 in the morning, sometimes it's 10 p.m., sometimes I don't eat at all. Sometimes I don't even get off work for a 24- to 36-hour period. Will any of this and sitting all day affect my health long-term? So we'll tackle that this week in the episode. As always, if you've got questions you want answered, you can send those to info at v2pnutrition.com. We're actually going to have one episode each week from now through the end of the year. Uh, and then we will start our no off season series beginning in January. So lots of really great things coming. Much of that is because you guys keep sending in really great questions. And so I, I enjoy answering those. Hopefully you enjoy hearing them. And as always, like I mentioned earlier, if you have any questions, you can always send them our way. We'd be happy to answer those. Without further ado, here's the episode this week. Welcome back to the Valley to Peak Nutrition Podcast. Uh, it is Lindsay and I today. We've got a couple of listener FAQs, so actually some really good ones. And I feel kind of um, festive. It's like there's snow on the ground. It's really cold. We've got we should we don't have it on, but we have a. Uh, uh, like a, I don't know if it's, I don't know if you pronounce it balsam or basalm, balsam candle in my little sensi in the office. Got a little heater going. It just feels real Christmas-like, but it's only November 11th. So we've got a couple of topics that we will cover today. Um, by the time this airs, we will be looking at Christmas, which is less than two weeks away. And right after the first of the year, we are going to do a series. It'll be predominantly Mark and I, but a couple of other guests looking at what we're going to call no off season. And we're going to look at several different things as far as focusing on the off season. And really the entire idea is things to work on now rather than July or August. When I get a lot of messages from people saying, I've got four weeks until a sheep hunt, how can I get in shape? And the best answer is, well, you should have started in January. So we're going to help with that. But the first question is a little bit of a backstory. This person said, I'm a trucker. Sometimes my day starts at 11, sometimes at 3 a.m. What's the negative implications of eating during the day with such little use of those calories while I'm working? I'm worried my body will improperly balance what it needs or doesn't need. Is there a clock we should follow when eating? So in short, this person works at a job that there's a lot of, looks like inconsistent schedule and not a lot of movement. So how can we, you know, account for that in our nutrition? Yeah. So he had, um, he had sent a follow-up email to clarify and basically said really two things with this. The first one is his job hours vary. So there's days where he'll wake up at midnight, drive all through the evening and then potentially sleep at noon. And then there's other days where it looks like a normal eight to five. And so he's eating at all of these crazy times during the course of the day. So that's kind of part one. One is, is my body going to get screwed up because of the clock that really I've got no control over? The second part is exactly as you had described, which was, is there any problem with the fact that I'm sitting in a truck for large chunks of the day, which really on the road trucker, overnight trucker, someone working in an office. I think the question's really applicable um, to any of those scenarios. And so the answer to that would be no, nothing negative is going to happen. 
like the i think what's important to remember and this is this is true when I, when he first sent me this the first like group of people that i thought of was people who work shift work so a, i thought of a lot of people that i worked with at the hospital because i'd see a lot of nurses who worked at the hospital that would come in for weight help or whatever and my suggestion to them was always to view things in a 24-hour window right and so whether or not you're working firsts seconds thirds what have you if you view things in a 24-hour window, a portion of that is going to be dedicated to sleep, usually, and a portion of that is going to be dedicated to going about your normal day, which includes eating. If you're not overshooting your calorie goal in that 24-hour window, regardless of the schedule, there's not going to be any negative implication from that. Now, the hard part that happens a lot, and I had a couple of guys in the military that uh, this was true of, is whenever you transition from nights to evenings, there may be a couple of days there where you are awake 24 hours. Now, there's like all of these really good uh, woo-woo, touchy-feely, like uh, be in touch you know, with your senses and go for a walk when you feel... None of that stuff ever works. I, I have found like very few times can someone stay in that mindset. In those situations, it's important to, I think, there's probably a million ways to look at this, but I think the best thing to do is to set up a schedule for yourself where you plan a 12, 14, whatever hour window where you're not having anything to eat just like you were on a work routine. Would it be tough for you? What Would what part of it be tough for me? Just like trying to block out a window of time where you were committing to not eating knowing this. I don't think a truck makes that harder or easier for me. It just is an issue in and of itself. But I think, and I don't know, maybe this is true for jobs other than trucking or jobs that are on the road. It's such the norm to get in the car and have road trip snacks and stopping off at fast food. And so for me, that would be the trickier part is planning appropriately for these things. You share the same thing about nurses, specifically nurses and truckers that you've worked with that you've said, you know, they're on the road or they can't go up to the salad bar. And so planning the numbers make sense and counting the calories makes sense and budgeting for what you're eating makes sense. It's that's a lot of prep really for someone that's going to be on the road or someone that's going to be, you know, working a couple of days in a row without going home is planning for that. So are there tips that people that do work on the road, people that do shift work, things that they've been able to do to keep their calories in check? Yeah. And if, if you're happy with your weight, whether that's higher or lower than you want it to be, whatever, if you're happy with it, you can do whatever you want, right? I mean, there's not going to be any like negative implications from doing that. Your body is way smarter than what you give it credit for. And honestly, this whole idea of like, of, of us, of, of humanity trying to outsmart the body, right? Like it, it, there's a lot of um, language floating around as far as your choices are going to somehow have a dramatic impact on what the body senses as far as a schedule and a time and even verbiage around intermittent fasting and autophagy and most of that stuff the body is way 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 more complex and intelligent than your eating routine and schedule so if you're happy with where you're at you can ignore all of this and eat a snickers bar at two in the morning if it's over your calorie intake if you want to 
From a preparation standpoint, I think there's a couple of things. Number one, and these, I mean, these, I had fully admit, these all require some planning and some work. This is not anything where it's going to be like, oh, I hardly knew I was doing anything different and it became so much easier. Almost everything, if you're trying to implement a new behavior, is going to be really hard in the beginning, but it gets easier with time. Number one, if it's a route that you travel a lot, and I think that for this guy it was, familiarize yourself with what's available on the route. What are the restaurants? What are the truck stops? What's going to have options you want, whether that's deemed quote unquote healthy or not? Familiarize yourself with what's available and what the menu options are with those available restaurants, right? So if it's a McDonald's, what can you order that's within the parameters of whatever you're trying to follow? If it's a truck stop, who's got X, Y, and Z snack that you've deemed good and filling and all of these other things? Um, and, and, and map those out. If it's something you're unfamiliar with, look it up. I mean, now, especially now than 20 years ago, you can know exactly everything that's going to be from your starting point and your destination, where it's at, how many more miles you've got to go, what time it opens, what time it closes, what's there, what's not. They're busy times, they're downtime. You can figure all of that out. So in my opinion, does it take more work? Yes, but not doing it really is not an excuse of of, of it being inaccessible. It's this just kind of harsh, but laziness. <laughs> the second thing, and this is probably what we lean on the most, is we just take stuff. Right. So we will, if we're going on, like if we're going to visit family in California or the coast of Oregon, or if we're going on a vacation in Washington for like a wedding, we've been up there a couple of times, whatever, we will pack a few staples in the car, either like just in a grocery sack or in a cooler or whatever, just to have snacks on the road. Right. And again, yes, it takes a little bit of forethought, but if you do that and or you keep, like if this is your job, you keep a running supply of these things on the weekly grocery list and you you stock up on those, then it's just a matter of waking up, throwing it in a cooler and going versus, oh man, I forgot to grab this, this, and this. One thing that I do, especially in the fall, is I keep a, um, uh, what's the technical name of those bags that we make with the drawstring? Oh, drawstring bag. <laughs> I keep a drawstring bag full of just snacks, right? And mostly that's because if we're going to go hunting, if we're going to go to the mountains or whatever, and like, I don't really know what the time frame is going to look like and I don't feel like stopping or maybe it'll be too late. Nothing will be open. There's something in the truck that I know I can just grab. And usually that's full of almonds. Usually there's a couple of bars in there, a couple of tuna packets, a couple of uh, one of those little like boxed uh, tuna salad kits with the little tuna thing and uh, some crackers and a knife and stuff. Prepare yourself a little bag like that that you can just grab. So there are endless, endless options. And if I remember as I go to edit this, I will include in the show notes a guide that we wrote on being on the road. We wrote three different guides on this and all of them are available free on the website. And so I will link those in the show notes for anybody interested. You can kind of scroll to the bottom of the show, find the show notes, click the link, and it'll take you directly there to give you some guidance. I do think that something that is important to remember is 
like one of the messages that was really prevalent for a long time was if you eat after 6 or 7 p.m., then it's like Cinderella, the body automatically turns any of that food into fat. That's not true. So if you are on the road, trucker, if you're a shift worker or whatever, and you're having to eat these wild hours, whether you eat at midnight or 8 a.m. has no effect on whether or not it gets deposited as fuel or fat. The only thing that's going to determine that will be whether or not the calorie intake over the course of your week and your month is in a surplus of the need, a deficit of the need, or at a maintenance pace of what your actual calorie needs are based on what it is that you're trying to accomplish. All right. So that is a wrap on this episode. Thank you guys for joining us. We'll be back again in another couple of weeks. If you have questions that you'd like us to tackle, you can send those to info at v2pnutrition.com. If there are certain things that you want to hear in the no off season series coming up at the first of the year, you can email those to us as well. We are opening things up for enrollment to the one-on-one coaching program. If you feel like you want some guidance on how to develop and tailor your own nutrition for specific goals, you want to go through the course that we've built and just learn more about it over 16 weeks, um, you're more than welcome to apply for that. Those generally fill up and remain full through the entire year. So it's open now. And if you'd like to be uh, interested in that or apply for that, you can do that at v2pnutrition.com. Appreciate you guys joining us and we will talk to you again soon.